Good day, fellow Symphonians of the internet. My name is Ryan Smith, and you're listening to Symphonicast, where we talk to the manly musician to, to discover the musician. <laughs> Let's try that again. No, I think we should keep it. I think we nah. should just keep I Ryan, it's season two. We need to keep it. All right. Yeah, everybody's heard it enough times. <laughs> yeah, there we but, go. Okay, either way, though. This is season two of the podcast, new school year, new season, and I, I decided to change things up a little bit. So first of all, decided to upgrade, got some better equipment. I'm going to apologize in advance if you hear any sirens or whatever. I'll try to warn you so you don't like pull over in your car because you think you hear a siren as well as any motorists that stop by. But either way, though, new audio equipment, but also I decided to do... Uh, I wanted to make things a bit more spicy, something to help drive more Symphonicast episodes, but also it's a new challenge. So I'm bringing on a new co-host. Uh, he's my little. His name is Jack Schmidt here. You, you already heard him a yeah. little bit. But yeah, so I think I was thinking we're just going to start this episode by learning a bit who you are. So first of all, Jack, who are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Jack Schmidt. Um, I did it already. So I am, uh, I'm Ryan's little, as he just said. I've been in Find Me Alpha for about two years now. Uh, it's been a great time all the way through. I can promise you that. Well, that's an, okay. <laughs> all right, sure. We're going to go into that. But, no, I, I wasn't going into it. Yeah, it's just, you know, talking. Well, okay. Either way, though. So uh, Sorry. When, did, when did you come to the University of Toledo? So I came to the University of Toledo in uh, fall of 2018. And no. uh, what's your major? My major is chemical engineering with a minor in chemistry. Plus, it's fall 2019. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, I was wrong about that. It was fall 2019. Either way, though. So, fall 2019, chemical engineer. And so, you're a junior this year, right? Technically, a pre-junior is what we call it because it's a five-year program. In engineering, right. Okay. First thing I want to start off with, it's a very common question that I ask a lot of people. So, how did you find out about FIMU Alpha? This is one of my favorite stories to tell people because of just uh, how kind of crazy it was. So when I came to the University of Toledo, uh, the first thing that happened was I came here a couple weeks early from everyone else uh, because I was in marching band. And through marching band, uh, that's where I met Ryan. And the entire time, Ryan kept showing off that he had three name tags, three Ryan Smith name tags. And I wanted one of those coveted name tags. So I would not leave him alone. I would follow him around. I'd keep going, Ryan, can I have a name tag? Ryan, can I have a name tag? You know, never got one of those. And somebody stole it from me because they looked up a joke that I couldn't remember. Don't like that. Well, that's how I met Ryan. And I had been talking to him for a little bit. And I could tell he took a liking to me to some degree. And then uh, once school had started, uh, we had a music org information night. And when I came to UT, uh, University of Toledo, I don't know how to clarify. Sorry. That's fine. Um, I had no intention of joining any kind of Greek life or music org. I was there to get a degree and get out, basically. Well, the, the info night comes up, and this is right after uh, marching band rehearsal. So I decided I'm just going to go back to uh, my dorm. I'm going to lay there. I'm going to starve because I haven't bought food for my dorm yet. So I went back, and I was chilling. And then I receive a call from one of my friends, uh, Abby. And I'm like, oh, Abby, let me pick up the phone. And I pick it up. And it's Ryan talking to me. And he's like, Jack, music organ for night starts in five minutes. Get here now. I want you here. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I just, he's like, there's food. I'm like, ah, fine, I'll come. So, you know, I walk from my dorm to the Center for Performing Arts where the music organ for night is happening. And I 
hang out. I meet some of the other brothers of Five Mu Alpha. I met some people from Psy, Kappa Kappa Psy. And, um, well, from there, I decided, ah, fine. These guys are pretty cool. I guess I'll join. I'll see what it's about. And, um, well, through that, I went through my PM process. And then I realized, wait, I really like this organization. I like what it stands for. I like what we do. And so that's how I got into Five Mu Alpha. So, obviously, I know you pretty well, so I'm going to start asking you the questions that I think the audience would be interested in. Understood. And w when was your first officer position, or what uh, was it? My first officer position was secretary uh, less than 30 days after getting initiated into FIMI Alpha. Why did you become the, pro uh, the province secretary? Why did you become the secretary of the chapter less than a month after? Well, uh... After I joined, or after I got initiated, our vice president stepped down because I believe he was going on co-op, or I can't remember the exact reason, but he stepped down. So our current secretary stepped up, and we elected him into uh, vice presidency, and we needed a new secretary at that point. And well, you know, I, I like typing on my computer. I like being up on that table in front of everybody else at meetings. So I was like, you know what? I want to do this. So I tried out. I think I was the only one who ran for secretary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So... I got secretary by default within 30 days of being initiated. The funny story behind that was, uh, first of all, that was my last like year in college, and I was already the FEO, and I was going to go on a co-op for the next semester, but still serve as FEO, so still be a collegiate brother. I remember pretty much nobody else ran for any of the officer positions. I'm like, I need to at least force a, a choice here. So I ran for vice president as well and maybe uh, treasurer or yeah, probably treasurer as well and maybe warden. But just the idea of uh, there was no contest for any of the other positions. Uh, the only one I did not choose was secretary because I don't like that kind of work. But so. Ryan, you work with computers all day. You would have loved it. I, I don't like writing things down for other people though. I don't like writing things down for myself. I feel that. Okay. But, yeah, so you became secretary. <laughs> what did you kind of – did you do anything fun with the position, or was there anything fun that happened after you became a brother? You know, in fact, I did do some fun things with that position. The first thing I did was I changed our um, our minutes and our uh, – oh, what is it called? I'm blanking. Our on agenda? It. Our agenda. I changed it to Comic Sans immediately. And you know what? Everyone loved it. I got great feedback. Uh Clearly, that's not true. Ryan was very mad at me and kept trying to get me to change it back to Times New Roman. No, I did yet. not. I don't. Yes, you did. No, I love Comic Sans. I don't remember this at all. Maybe Adam Lucas, our no. president, was for it. But I'm like, I love Comic Sans. No, Ryan, you you were like, Jack, no, you need to change it back. This is terrible. I'm like, I think it's great. I love it. All right, audience, you get to pick who you believe. But either way, okay, <laughs> what else What else did you do that year? Um, Well, after becoming secretary, I... uh. Well, I kind of just took uh, minutes for everyone. I set up agendas. I reorganized the entire Google Drive that we had, which was a complete mess. I tried to get familiarized with Gen Systems, which everybody loved. <laughs> Rip Gen Systems. <laughs> the worst thing I ever did to, was mess with Gen Systems. And then after I got everything organized in there, they started to just delete our files. Like we had a folder of minutes from one semester that just got completely deleted. That was great. So those are still gone to this day, but you know, yeah, nothing else really happened much as secretary. Well, all right. What was your opinion on the Epsilon Alpha chapter, both as a PM and, or 
here's a better question to ask. Especially as a PM and even when you became secretary, what made you realize that Phi Alpha was for you? I guess the big thing that made me realize it was for me was how brotherly everyone was at the time. Everyone felt connected. Everyone had these jokes that I didn't understand yet, but I really wanted to understand. <laughs> so I kept going with it and I wanted to keep learning more about these brothers and stuff. And after hanging out with a couple of them a couple different times, it was just... I realized that these are the people I want to be around. These people make me happy. I want to hang out with these people more. And through Find Me Off, I knew I could do that. And then I, as I learned through the PM process about the position of, <clears throat> sorry, the position of Symphonia and what it stands for, I realized that, yes, I truly do like this. I'm not just in the organization for these people. I'm in for what it stands for as well. Gotcha. And later on, by the end of the semester, elections are coming up. Mm-hmm. Our chapter president at the time, he didn't want to do it for another term. Uh, he technically had another term in the fall of 2019. Wait, you actually did come here in fall of 2018, didn't you? You know, dates are really hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, because oh I was gosh. 18. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 2018 is when you came here, and then it was the spring of 2019. So, yeah, our chapter president uh, for the fall of 2019, he – did not want to do it because uh, he was about to graduate. He was going to do other things. Good for him. Well, that left up the chapter president position open. What was going through your mind at that moment, like before the election, like before we were able to nominate people? Right. So leading up to it, I had I'd clearly made jokes to everyone like, oh, I'm going to be chapter president. I'm going to be chapter president. And nobody believed me. Nope. I like to joke around a lot. Uh, nobody saw it coming. But I kept thinking about all the things that plague our chapter, that have been plaguing our chapter. And I was like, maybe I feel like I can do something with this. And I asked around. I asked people like, hey, are you intending to do uh, run for president? And nobody else had been intending to do that. So I decided that since nobody else was running, I might as well give it a shot. I've had had, um, different leadership positions before, like as senior patrol leader in my Boy Scout troop back in uh, high school. Um, but I thought I could do a good job with it. So, you know, I decided I'm going to run for this position. So you got nominated and yeah, you were the only one running for (coughs) chapter president though, right? I was the only one. You were the only one, but I don't remember if it's our province bylaws or national constitution bylaws, but something was like, yo, you need at least one year of officer experience to to get it what do you have to do to get around that so i believe in the bylaws where that rule is listed it also states that you have to have two-thirds of the chapter at the time voting they have to override it and have to override that bylaw for a time however there was another way to go about it where if your province governor said it was okay then you were allowed to do it so uh before elections came around we had our province governor stopping by to check out our chapter Mr. Dave Friday, I believe you've talked about him. Oh, absolutely. Well, he's been on I know. I love him so much. Yeah. Well, uh, he came around, and he was doing meetings with everybody, and I decided, you know what? I need to talk to him about this. So I had a meeting with him, and I was like, hey, so Dave Friday, I uh, kind of really want to run for president, but as you know, there's a bylaw that stops me from doing that. And he, you know, he understood that, 
and he asked me why I wanted to be president and what I thought I could do. And by the end of it, he decided that it was okay for me to run for chapter president. Yeah. And you got elected. No, thanks to you, Ryan. Uh, Well, (laughs) wait, was I able to vote? Yeah, I did. And I think I did end up voting for you. Because you couldn't vote for anybody else. But I remember people telling me (laughs) that you were like, maybe we shouldn't elect him. It might burn (laughs) him out of Fight Me Alpha. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So either way, though, you got elected to the position. Summer rolls around, and you went through some circumstances that the an average chapter president would not go through. Let's start with the biggest and obvious one of all, the, the national state of emergency back in June of 2019. Oh, yes. It was such a great time. I had uh, two brothers come down from Toledo because I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. They came down to, uh, to Cincinnati with me, and they spent the night. And we went to get lunch because after that, we were going to head out to the Symphonia Summit, which I was really excited for. I remember Jiren Joseph was setting it up, and I was hoping he was going to be there because he had been around a couple times. This was going to be – I was so excited for it. And then reading lunch, and then um, – who was it? It was Alex Vick and Nate Ward. Nate goes, guys, there's an email from the National Fraternity saying we're in a national emergency. I'm like, wait, what, Nate, what are you talking about? And we, me and Vick, we go onto our emails, and we're like, wait a minute. And we start reading it and we're like, whoa, what the heck is going on? And we start messaging uh, Day Friday about it because we had no <laughs> idea what was going was. on. We're like, what's going on? Uh, should we be worried? And we're like, well, we need to leave to get to Symphonia Summit. So I guess we'll go. And on that car ride, um, we talked a lot. We heard more things from Day Friday. Uh, we learned that Day Friday was removed from his position at the time. So was Chris Reed, our uh, deputy province governor. That was shocking. I was like, wait, what, what, what would they ever do wrong? I'm like, we, we'll talk to Mark Lichtenberg at the Symphonia Summit, which, you know, uh, we got there. All the introductions and stuff happened. And uh, there was a meeting for presidents and vice presidents of chapters who attended. And so I went there with my vice president, Alex Verick at the time. And Mark Lichtenberg was like, all right, here, let me give you some information about all the stuff that's going on. And he told us a bunch of stuff. Not really sure how true most of it was, but, you know, he told us a bunch of stuff. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yes, yeah. it very much is. So we relayed that information back. Uh, however, that first night as well, um, there's a, uh, there was a mixer that we went to where people could go and get food and drinks and stuff. stuff. Um, well, the thing with that is there's a uh, province two, I think specifically Epsilon Alpha thing, others would disagree with me, of dirty bathroom selfies where... Whenever we go for a ritual or something, we always end up in a bathroom and we take a dirty bathroom selfie with people. So us Epsilon Alpha boys, we had met somebody else who was uh, hanging out with us. And then we go up to Mark Lichtenberg and we're like, Miss, uh, President Lichtenberg, we have a question for you. Will you take a dirty bathroom selfie with us? And he's like, what makes it dirty? And we're like, oh, no, no, no. The bathroom's dirty. The bathroom's dirty. That, that's what's dirty. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. And I'm like, Yes. So we go in there, we take a dirty bathroom selfie, and from then on out, everything went downhill. Not going to lie. I think that might be one of the last pictures, <laughs> like the most recent pictures we've seen of Brother Lichtenberg, like in a 5 Alpha thing. Yeah, He had his medal on too. Yeah. <laughs> Such a beautiful, beautiful photo. <laughs> People want to see it. I'm sure I can start spreading it around again. Ah, uh, yeah. It was... Yeah, it's a good picture. Either way, though, a lot happened over the summer, yes. which 
like I said, the normal chapter brother definitely doesn't, or chapter president doesn't deal with. You you went into the fall, and first of all, what were you excited for at that point? Uh, like, give us a little bit of the context of the situation the chapter was in at that point. What were some things that you were looking forward to doing? So the chapter was in a pretty good position from what I had seen. We had a decent amount of brothers. I think we had around 15. Yeah. We were really excited to get another rush class. Um, Alex Vick, my vice president, he was a really good friend of mine. I had just met him at Toledo, though, but I was really excited to get started and see all that we what we could change. Okay. Well, now that, now that's like a, one year later, that's a completely different story. But either oh, way, so, yes. continuing on, though. What were some of the biggest challenges you would say during your first term as chapter president? Well, one of the biggest ones was that my rush class started off as a rush class of five. We had five PMs. One of them dropped out of the process. And then after initiation, we had to expel two of the brothers because they wanted out of the organization. We told them, like, this isn't a normal club that you can just leave and come back into. And like, oh, that's fine. We understand. So the rush class at that point was... Uh, oh no, sorry. We had six at the beginning. So the rush class remaining in the chapter was me, uh, my good friend Alex Gomez, and then my other good friend Austin Evil. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was interesting because I was like, wow, all those people I just got initiated with, and we're down to half of them. Yep. This is interesting. Uh, we also had to expel some other brothers for failing to do um, failing to show up to ritual, especially when there's a part involved. Yeah. Or um losing our treasurer notebook that they didn't have a backup for and then saying it wasn't their problem. Yeah. That's great. Um, we eventually managed to come back from that because we found receipts for things. Yeah. We got lucky. Um, well, those were some relatively, those were actually kind of small things. The biggest thing that popped up was I had, we learned of a sexual misconduct allegation, which was, devastating to hear from because it happened to one of our our brothers was one of the accused and well how it turned out was i had um calculus calc three i believe with um with a good friend of mine from marching band and she was talking to me and she had dated one of my one of the brothers in our fraternity at some point and she was talking to me she's like did you ever hear about how or why we broke up and i was like oh no i actually haven't and she explained to me and she basically told me that she had been sexually assaulted by that brother and she was she broke up with him after that and i was like i was completely shocked i was disoriented the rest of the day i just went through things and that night uh we were meeting and interviewing with pms or potential uh potential members to be pms so we interview those pms i'm still disoriented i'm getting through it afterwards i'm like hey eboard can you wait here in this room with us so they're like oh yeah that's fine so i sit everyone down and i explain to them the situation they're just as shocked as i am i'm still like shaking i don't know what's going on so eventually i go to somebody who's older than me someone i trust you i went to you ryan yeah and you told me the same thing i was thinking was that we need to report this to national fraternity so together, me and you, we got together, we went into a practice room, and we reported this. We reported the allegation, we reported all that we had heard, especially what I had heard straight from the uh, uh, accuser. And then 
Eventually, as a chapter, we decided that we were going to suspend this brother until the Title IX investigation uh, concluded. Sorry, let me backtrack a bit. My yeah. bad. Um, Title IX had no idea about this case. I was the first to report anything relevant to the to this case or anything to the, our national fraternity. And I remember one night I like I called my friend who the accuser. I called her to uh, and I wanted to talk to her. So we talked and I was like, I need to let you know that I reported what you told me to find me off a national fraternity. And like, I'm so sorry if I violated your like you not wanting anyone to know or anything. I just. I would love if you could also file a report because coming from you, it means so much more than it does coming from me. And she understood. Um, she typed it up. Uh, me and a good friend of hers were there for emotional support to help her type it up and submit the report. After that, uh, me and her good friend, we decided that we wanted to try and see if she wanted to report this to the Title IX at the University of Toledo because something like this just I don't think should stand. So... About a couple weeks later, we eventually, um, she eventually said, yes, let's go to Title IX. So her and her good friend went to Title IX and reported the case. And that started off a very long investigation into it. Um, and so that's when, as a chapter, uh, the e-board decided, and then we told the chapter that we should put this brother on, uh, we should suspend this brother because of what he has done, or sorry, what he's been accused of, and... We need to take our first steps into taking care of this. So we suspended the brother and we were like, you're um, sorry, your suspension requirements are you need to do you need to attend a sexual misconduct training. You need to attend an alcohol training and you have to wait until Title IX gets back to us about the investigation and tells us if you were found responsible or not responsible, which is guilty or not guilty. It's just how they word it. Yeah. But. So that lasted quite a while. Um, he was also a member of two other organizations that we communicated with. Ryan definitely communicated with. Yeah. Um, we, we told them everything. That was very interesting because one of the other organizations he was in. Um, should I say the organization? No. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it. They were not cooperating. Right. Long story short. Yes. They weren't cooperating. And very soon after we tried to tell them and get them to cooperate, it turns out another brother in their organization was also being accused of sexual misconduct. Well, so. even like throughout all this, we were thinking like he's in two other organizations as well. How are they going to react? Like, are, are we over? Maybe not. Are we overreacting here? But like, we've, we've never dealt with this before. So, like, is this – are we following the proper procedures here? It wasn't until the third organization that we haven't mentioned yet, and obviously we're not going to give the name of, they pretty much followed our lead. And they were a Greek life organization too. So that really – like, they were a member of the IFC and all that stuff. They have, so. a, they have a Greek house on campus, actually. Yeah. So that's how big they were. So, like, the fact that they were following our lead on that, like, that's how – at least to me personally, I was like, all right, we're making the right choices here. We're following the right procedures. Definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, we basically waited. This brother was on suspended status for months. Month. Actually, uh, yeah, months. He just recently did any of us hear anything back about the case or anything because it was brought up in a uh, – not a court case, but a – 
misconduct case on a uh, uh, through Title IX. Yeah, a co- like through their conduct. code of code of conduct. Yeah, code of conduct through their conduct board. Yeah. Right, and the brother was found responsible for sexual assault and underage drinking, and since he was found responsible for these things, it was a weird uh, situation where I wasn't sure how we would go about him being expelled because he had been uh, suspended from the university for at least one year. So I thought it would fall under um, automatic expulsion because he's leaving the university. Yeah, yeah. But due, so, due to some terminology, uh, it turns out that he doesn't get him automatically expelled. Mm-hmm. So we had to vote as a chapter. And at this point, there were seven people in our chapter. Not very much, but the e-board made up five of those people. So there were two people who weren't on e-board. I talked about it with my e-board, and we brought it up to a chapter meeting, which we were holding through Discord due to the pandemic and such. And eventually, we got onto the voting, or we nominated him for uh, – what is it? Sorry. We put him – we let him know that he was up for expulsion. and We, then, we began the motion. Thank you. The motion Sorry. for expulsion. Yeah. No, I was trying to think of it too. No, you're good. And then um, after that, the next week, we told everyone – we repeated what we had heard. We did an e-board interview with him, which was distressing because he was a friend of mine. And it hurt to see that he would do something like this. Even if it was a mistake, he still went through with it. So it hurt to have to do this. But I was presiding officer, so I didn't have to vote. But uh, another brother made the motion to expel him. Um, one of his good friends and in another organization that he was in uh, seconded the motion and we had a, about a 30 minute discussion about it about how this is what's best for our chapter it was it was a lot of us just verifying for ourselves that we're doing the right thing yeah this needs to be done and so he was expelled through that and it was a painful process but it needed to be done because i think especially as symphonians we don't stand for anything like that now i also wanted to I don't give a lot of credit to the National Fraternity or the National Staff in general. In case you haven't noticed, I've been crit- – in the past year, I've criticized them a lot lately. You you criticize the National Fraternity? And, and the Commission on Standards, funny enough. Of course. But uh, I got to give them props for – first of all, especially when you had no idea who to turn to, you turned to the National Fraternity. They, they gave you a response like immediately. Like yes. you heard something back and they gave you exactly what you needed to hear to begin the process. Right. Yeah. I, along with that, I want to like specifically, I want to give props to Ed Clint. I know there's a lot of mixed emotions about him and everything, but he helped me the most whenever I had a question or like, I wanted to know if I was doing the right thing for our chapter. I was doing due process for this brother. He was there to turn to, he answered my questions. He answered some phone calls. He talked to me. He helped me understand that I was going through the right process of expelling this brother and dealing with the title IX investigation as a whole. So I very much appreciate his help with it. Yeah. Okay. But once again, that's probably not something that a regular chapter president really has to go through. What? Let's try to spin this into a more positive note. A question that I, I like asking people, and I really want to hear your opinion. What, what's your favorite, like, this would only happen in FIMU Alpha? Like... Like, only the brothers of Fimey Alpha would do this or say this. Like, you get where I'm going with here? I do, but I'm not sure how to answer it. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Well, like, pick a funny moment then that you were like, God damn it, find me Alpha. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm blanking. No, that's fine. All right. I, I do want to mention, though, that I remember, uh, I believe it was a couple weeks before the whole timeline and everything went down, where it all started, before I knew anything about it. Yeah. I was talking to my vice president because we were at a province meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, here at Epsilon Alpha, we haven't had any misconduct violations or <laughs> hazing violations. Wow, all the other chapters here have, but like no one in the chapter had experienced any of those as the in their time being a Symphonian. And then like three weeks later, <laughs> oh, there's a t- misconduct violation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you were obviously elected again as chapter president. Hopefully that doesn't happen again for a couple reasons. Besides, that would just be horrible. But also, what is your current challenge that you have to deal with for this year as chapter president? The biggest challenge is recruitment because we only have five active brothers. How the, how the hell did we get the five collegiate brothers? Like, wasn't it at least like eight at the beginning like of the summer? Yes, indeed it was. However, due to the pandemic and just some people's lives, they uh, we had one brother who dropped out because he needed to work on his mental health, which completely understandable, Absolutely. respected. Yeah. Uh, we had another brother who dropped out because just mainstream college wasn't for him and he wanted to go to a local college instead which okay i get that okay and then another brother just wanted to take a gap year due to the pandemic he didn't want to have to deal with all the online classes or the risk of going to campus during a pandemic so from that we dropped down to five brothers which is four people on our e-board because my vice president was one of those people who dropped out and we had one brother who isn't on the e-board and so we're struggling on how to act as a chapter now that there's only five of us and how do we recruit during this time is anybody graduating at the end of the school year or in that time i believe one person is which is drew wait really i think he is unless his new major because he keeps he's he's so old (laughs) but yeah i think his new major may have him be here next year as well which i really hope for but uh, at the end of next year, we're going to have at least two people who have graduated. So we don't have that much time to recruit. We've already, I've already talked to Nate, uh, the FEO at the chapter about like some recruitment strategies, but that was a couple weeks ago before, you know, the Mac decided to take a big L and cancel the season. Has that plan changed at all for like rush week or recruiting in general? Honestly, not really. We still plan to recruit as much as we can because we need to. Um, one big thing is I took the initiative, uh, before, I think about two weeks before we came back for classes and such, I took the initiative with my, um, uh, sorry to set up a music org info night, which we normally do, but can't do it in person, not during the pandemic. There's Mm -hmm. too many people. So I reached out to the different heads of the different music orgs and we decided that, uh, the best way to do it would be through a WebEx meeting where everybody gets on. Uh, one person from each music org lists off what their music org is about, what their name is, all that kind of stuff. And then after every music org has been gone through, we then break out into different WebEx sessions or Zoom sessions, whichever organization, ah, whichever one each organization wants to use. And then they can explain more about what their fraternity or group is about. Can I just – I need to complain. This is something Go that right ahead, I, I've been – 
talking about this for years, and it drives me absolutely crazy. Give some background. The University of Toledo is not a music school by any means. We're focused on STEM mostly. Like, we have engineers, we have a little bit of business, nursing, pharmacy. That is what we focus on. A lot of STEM stuff. And then we have a small music program. I think it's pretty good. I like it. I do too. But the problem is with Bowling Green literally 30 minutes south, anyone that's seriously considering music and can afford to do so goes to BG. So the music program at Toledo isn't that big. But even though it's not that big, there are four music or Greek life organizations. Hey, Ryan, guess what? One of those organizations today closed down. MUFI. Yep, they had two brothers left, and today oh they decided my, that they oh needed to close gosh. down. Well, uh, honestly, the pandemic is oh, really sure. impacting everybody. <laughs> but, okay, so either way, though, when I was in school, and up until literally yesterday, there were four freaking fraternities for the small, small <laughs> pool of people. There's Kappa Kappa Psi, Sigma Alpha Yoda, Phi Mu Alpha, and Mu Phi Epsilon, which... Two of them are co-ed, Mu Phi and Cap Kappa Psi. And then, like, so we weren't, like, Phi Mu Alpha was not competing with SAI at all. No, like, of course not. Honestly, we we got along pretty well with them. I think we could we could do more, but, oh, yeah. yeah. We, we serenaded them yeah. once. <laughs> Either way, my point is it's just a little bit of, you know, we have different audiences, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> how do you split the small music program <laughs> – to four well, music groups it's uns- it's just not sustainable <laughs> well ryan that's the joke you don't because kappa kappa psi has 50 plus members they're they're a huge group i think at the university of toledo they're huge and then sai they have i think 15 ish or more members they were down to, they were five like two years ago yeah too. but they're they're on their way back up they're doing good they have a lot of people yeah um but us we don't we're dying and i think because most music people will go to psi if they want to help with band or they want to connect more with band people they'll go to psi the biggest audience is in the marching band so exactly yeah. but find me alpha we're just we're a social fraternity of men who love music and uh people just don't vibe with that i guess well like the thing is the one nice thing now that MuFi epsilon is in the picture we used to, we used to have to compete for them to get like some some music major talent like because it's not like we were directly trying to get them but it's nice to have a little bit of music background in our in our chapter so but a lot of them would just go to mufi epsilon and not not a lot of them but but you know like the two people would go there there were more before you came there were there were never i swear that's a a myth ryan no it's a myth either way though there used to be a decent amount of guys that Especially if they were music majors, they would consider MuFi Epsilon because they were booming like three years ago. Like they they had about thirty people. Really? Yeah, they were huge. But they just didn't. They were recruiting aggressively, but weren't able to support it. That's pretty much what it boiled down to. But yeah, so like, and then as people started to leave the organization, they're like, "Yo, find me Alpha looks cool. Can we join?" We're like, "We kind of have this thing. We." <laughs> If you were once a part of MuFi Epsilon, you can't join us. Sorry, bro. Which sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of history there. But either way, though, so recruitment is going to be hard. Just honestly running a chapter in general with five people during a freaking pandemic where you can't really do much together and who knows what the university's doing in a few weeks anyway. 
what are you thinking of doing? Like, what's your plan as chapter president? So my biggest thing is that since we're not really gaining anyone from the music program, because they typically will go to Psy, or if they're female, they're going to go to SAI. Um, but I think, well, so let's just, when I was a PM and when I first joined the chapter, there were a bunch of engineers. We were mostly engineers. Yeah. And that's when the first idea popped in my head of that, like, people, when they come to college, they'll disconnect themselves from music. The, say they're in band in high school. They're going to disconnect disconnect themselves to follow engineering or something like that. And my idea was, what if we started recruiting these engineering people who have disconnected themselves from music, but through Phi Mu Alpha, they gain new friends, they gain a brotherhood, and they get, regain that connection with music because we yeah. like to sing, we like to play music, we just love music in general. So... I still intend to reach out to uh, introduction classes for new engineers. I am going to try to reach out to them and see if I can come into a class and at the beginning of each class, which are usually through WebEx at this point, yeah, uh, talk to them and be like, hey, if you love music, if you're a guy and you just want to hang out, come come talk to Find Me Alpha. Come talk to us. We have a Discord server. Come play some games with us. Come hang out. See if you like us. See if you want to go farther with our organization. Learn what we're about. That's my intention at this point. So that pretty much brings us to the present of what we're dealing with because it's first first week of classes and all that stuff. And where do you want to go from here? Because, like, you're chapter president now. Um, I'm going to assume the best if Fimey Alpha will still be here in a year from now. Where do you want to, like, go from here because you're still going to have a year or two left at college right i'm very much hoping that as we grow as an organization we can become bigger and we can have more of a footprint in the center for performing arts in the music college and just on campus in general if you go around campus and ask people if they know what find me alpha is they'll say no that's sadly where we're at right now it's been that way for years right I want people to know who we are. I want us to be able to sing and sing on campus once the pandemic's over, of course. Go around, do things to help people, and just show our faces and people recognize us. Or they see us in ledge, like, oh, that's Find Me Alpha. They're that really cool music organization. And uh, we have a song fest at UT that every year we do. Uh, sorry. Every <laughs> year UT does. Find Me Alpha has not done it in forever. But um, I'm really hoping that eventually... Once we are a stable organization of hopefully 20 or more brothers that we can actually do Songfest again and we can show people who we are and what we can do. Okay. But what about you? What, where do you want to go from here? Like you individually as a Symphonian? Are you, I think I know what you're trying to get at. Maybe. Well, my big thing that as a Symphonian, well, so one thing is I do want to try to become CPR. I want to follow in your footsteps with that because you did an amazing job with that, even when the National Fraternity didn't like you very much. Yeah. But you did a great job, and I really respect that. But uh, the marching band director, Dr. Andrew Rhodes, I he's an amazing guy. I, I think he's really cool. Uh, Ryan, you have some history with him. No, he's nice. He's no, good. I know. Yeah. But he's uh, never had the biggest um, – was it respect for find me alpha to a degree because to him it's just a social organization it's just a party organization yeah i want to change his perspective on that and i want to get him by the time i've graduated to join find me alpha that's honestly my big thing i i really hope it will happen because 
I think having the marching band director with us is a really good way to promote Definitely. Alpha. Absolutely. He, he promotes Kappa Kappa Sias. He's a brother in that. Mm-hmm. So he could promote both. Yeah. Like, not necessarily through, like, handbook meetings and stuff for for marching band. Because that's Psy helps the band actively. Yeah. But I want Find Me Alpha to start helping the band a little bit, and then Rhodes can talk about us a little more. That's that's my big thing, honestly. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a great place to end off for, like, what you want to do as Symphonian and just your Symphonian history. Have you, like, we, we've already talked a little bit about this. Our game plan here is, like, we're going to try to do this at least on a regular schedule where we're going to take turns with who's going to kind of like lead the podcast or idea wise. Anyway, do you have any ideas or have you thought about anything yet? I've tried and I'm still coming up with ideas. No, that's very hard. Uh, How I see it as is you're just going to have to listen to find out, but yeah. So either way though, there's a lot of opportunity here at the bare minimum. It will help keep us going and (laughs) let's just ride this weird weird semester together i guess and i got one last question to end this off on that i ask everybody that ever comes onto this podcast it's a very simple one why symphonia hmm. why symphonia um sorry i gotta think about this there's a lot to unpack yeah take it however you want like you can take the question any way you want it I think I honestly I choose Symphonia because of the power it gives me through brotherhood. The the people that I have met, the people that I've become friends with. I'm friends with so many people. I'm friends with Ryan. He's connected me to new people that I've never met before, but I'm good friends with them now. I play video games with them. I hang out with them. It's it's a fun time and that brotherhood is the backbone I think of our fraternity. Music's there, but it supports the backbone. It's something that's there to support the brotherhood and build up the brotherhood. But overall, the, that brotherhood, meeting people, knowing people, becoming best friends with people, finding roommates with these people, living with these people, it's, it's what builds me up as a person. And I think Symphonia has done that tremendously for me. And that's why I chose Symphonia and why I love Symphonia. All right. Well, thank you for being on this first episode, being willing to open up and yeah let's see where this goes from here i can't wait that concludes this episode of symphony cast i hope you're just as excited as i am for this next season this school year jack and i are planning to change things up try new things and still stick to that idea that music brings us all together if you enjoyed this episode and want to see future ones as soon as they drop Make sure you subscribe to SymphonyCast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever your audio platform of choice is. Don't forget to share this episode with other brothers so they don't miss out, and feel free to write to SymphonyCast at gmail.com if you have any tips or suggestions. My name is Ryan Smith, and I was with Jack Schmidt, and you were listening to SymphonyCast, wishing all brothers good night.